Hello people, welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast. My name's Lucio and I hope you're all safe and as well as can be expected in these crazy, crazy times. It's uh, It's been a while since the last episode and this is due to technical difficulties in that my laptop completely died and I had to find a hero to fix it and um, recover the um, recordings from previous episodes. Um, and I've also had to adjust to lock down life and find some kind of routine that, that allows for, for this to happen. So I've got a few episodes and hopefully I'll be able to to get these out to you in the next few weeks. These were all recorded uh, pre-lockdown when gigs and going out were still a thing. So hopefully these will be quite nice to listen to um, in the current situation. Now, this one is episode 40 and features a conversation with American singer-songwriter Dave Hawes. And we recorded this a few months ago. Um, This was at the Left Bank Centre in Leeds, and whilst he was on tour and this was a, a really special venue it sold out and I was absolutely delighted to be there and it was an all-ages show and normally I'm sure you're all very aware that that means you know kids can go there people teenagers early teenagers can go um and it's not just a an 18 plus thing however there was so so many I don't know full families with you know three generations there and that was amazing to see it was a it was a fully inclusive gig there was all sorts of families there it was amazing um great great night and it was really great to talk to dave um now as i mentioned in this conversation i first came across dave and uh, when i found him um on youtube and there was a video of him performing as part of the revival tour with brian fallon uh chuck reagan um uh Dan Andriano and a whole host of other people and they look to be having the best time and there are so many videos on YouTube so please please if you're not familiar with the Revival Tour check it out it they're, they're well worth watching and they've really opened up in these talks um, and, and, and he had a chat about his upbringing how he got into music his past bands um, and what it's like touring in general and with his brother in the band um, and as with life with his young family as well. Um, We met, as I said, um, in Leeds, and he seems to come here a lot, which is is lovely, um, and meant I've got to see him quite a few times over the past few years, and and I hope when things come back to some form of normality that he'll come back again. Um, I very much look forward to seeing him again. Um, I'm not going to talk much more now. Um, All I'll say is, if you're not aware of, uh, of Dave, then check him out i've put links um to a couple of videos of the revival tour within the description of this episode and also added a few tracks to the when in yorkshire spotify playlist so check those out as a starting point but i won't talk anymore here's dave hawes i'm here with dave hawes and we're at the left bank center in leeds how are you doing man i'm doing well how are you yeah, very good, thank you. So surviving the cold, it's it's just suddenly got a lot colder, and uh, this is the north of England, so it's generally pretty cold anyway. Well, right. I just assumed that's what happened was we got north. Um, yeah, it was pretty I mean, moderate over in Germany and Switzerland, yeah. but I think just the cold front finally blew in. It ha- it seems we seem to get really cold in December, which is great for Christmas. Yeah, um, and then it tricks us, and in January you think, oh, it's getting warmer. We can like not wear all of the layers, and then this happens again through to you know August, and uh, then we'll get a week of sunshine. <laughs> I know, I know. I I'm, have this romantic uh, thing. You know, I'm from the east coast of 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 the U.S., and 
spent a lot of time in the early part of the last decade over here in, yeah. in the fall. You know, I did a, like four fall tours in a row in 2011, 12, 13, and 14. Yeah. And, um, and I miss it except for when I'm, when I get touches of it, then I'm yeah. like, Oh my God, this is too cold. I, yeah. Because yeah. you know, I moved to California in 2013. So nice. my blood is thinned out and I'm one of those like annoying people that complains about the cold, even though I grew up in yeah, bitter yeah. cold. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. It happens. It happens. You get used to these comforts. I know. <laughs> like it, it's, it's definitely not, um, you know, if things turn, I'm not going to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be screwed. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully not too soon. Hopefully not too <laughs> soon. So, um, we'll see. So, yeah, as, as I mentioned, you, you see you've uh, been to Yorkshire and Leeds a lot, um, certainly over the last five years as I've sort of, uh, sort of followed you. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon I've, I've played in bands around Leeds and I, I live in Leeds and have done for a decade, but I reckon you've played Leeds more than I have in the last five years. Well, what's your excuse? Um, I've got <laughs> kids um, and just, there's no real excuse, just uh, bad planning, bad planning. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, you know, Leeds, for whatever reason, when, when I was in my old band, The Loved Ones, we came, Leeds was the first place we played overseas where... Right. Uh, where we were like, whoa, something's going on here. We played a show at Joseph's Well yeah, yeah. with Strike Anywhere. And oh, great we band. had this crazy response that I just hadn't bargained for. I was like, yeah. what is Leeds? What, what, <laughs> yeah. what, I know what, Lanche- what Manchester is and I know what London is, but I didn't even know what it was. It just was yeah, a yeah. city on, on the tour. And the Strike Anywhere guys were, were saying to us, like, no, 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 Leeds is going to be one yeah. of the ones. And so... I right away, I made a friend called Lloyd that lives here that all the punks know, and um, we got on really well, and he and his wife, Helen, and then I just sort of realized, or maybe this is a fantasy, but it feels like Leeds is a working class place. And yeah, it's yeah, certainly a northern working class city. Yeah, it feels like what Philadelphia kind of is to New York, Leeds is to maybe London or Manchester. Right. And so I don't know if there's some cosmic thing or whatever, but I've always, it's weird. I mean, we do better in Leeds now than we do in Manchester and there's five times as many people there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's aggravating with regard to Manchester because I'm like, what? It's not even that far either. No, but but my, you know, Paul, who's been putting on these shows for us the last couple of years said that it's something with the trains, like it's easier to get to Leeds and back to Manchester than it would be for Leeds folks to get to Manchester. I don't know. Something with the trains. Maybe. But um, <laughs> ultimately, there's this, there's just this thing that happens sometimes. You develop bonds with the cities that aren't um, the main city in a country. Yeah. It yeah. just sort of happens. Wiesbaden in Germany is another one. Nice. Um, it's one of the nice. places where we do the best in the that's, world. And that's amazing. Just, yeah, and you know Leeds is growing that way. I I think this show sold out in just a couple of days, and it was all your shows seemed to sell out quick. Even that you you did one, um, you did a daytime one I think, <laughs> when you were here with, uh, yeah. with Brian. Yeah, yeah, and that that sold out in minutes. Which yeah, is that was crazy. a little place though. So I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see how far we can take it, and you know maybe take a step up the next time. And I don't know. I'm not exactly yeah. sure how. See, or, just play, just see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's going well, and and the shows are rowdy they do remind me of philadelphia shows <laughs> in that you've got like people blowing off steam and yeah, drinking yeah. and and so it's it, there's a familiarity there that is uh is felt so i don't know good i'm I'm glad you enjoy coming to, yeah. to Yorkshire and, and leeds too and um, so i'd love to sort of get an idea as to how you kind of got to this position so 
taking it right right back how, what's your earliest memory of of listening to music um well uh, i was in a musical household so my folks listened to records all the time it was this strange but sort of often found uh dynamic where my folks were into rock and roll and had bob dylan records yeah. and uh, Springsteen records and, and Dire Straits and all that stuff, but also were evangelical Christians. Okay, yeah. So yeah. they were really involved in the church, and we went to Christian school, but at the same time, there was this flavor that I was so drawn to on the record player. Mm. And uh, the first band that I found on my own kind of thing was this band called The Hooters. They were out of Philadelphia. They had a hit at the time. And... Um, the and the the singer of that band went on to produce our last two records. Oh, nice! Yeah, which was like a point, really cool kind of full circle. Thing yeah, yeah. Eight year old me, but um, but ultimately, you know, I got into them at age eight, like really into bands. Yeah. I had Hearts record, the self titled Heart record, Reckless by Brian Adams, Thriller. Yeah. Um, a Lionel Richie album that had Hello on it that I really oh, yeah, loved. Yeah. Like those were like the ones I would like really classic read albums. And um, and uh, my folks were into Chicago and all kinds of stuff. So um, it was a pretty fertile house musically to grow up in. And then all my sisters were into music. So I was getting, you know, behind me were three sisters who loved New Kids on the Block and, um, you know, soundtrack music. Yeah. That, you know, at the time, I was, that's not cool. And now it, disco know, and it was yeah. cool. You know, yeah, like, yeah. they were great songs. So um yeah, that's kind of the way it developed. And then I, I got into harder stuff sort of as a way to push back against the the moral um, stranglehold that, like, you know, evangelical Christianity yeah. can, can provide. It was the 80s. So you had sure. Michael W. Smith and, and all these, and Amy Grant, like all these big um, Christian star, rock stars. Yeah, yeah. And along with that were these various voices that were, you know, preaching abstinence and all these mm. conflicting messages that I was like, yeah, fuck this, you know? And so I was drawn to Metallica and Iron Maiden and then the Misfits and the Clash. And, and that was my entry into punk. And then, um, started to play realizing, well, you know, these guys look like regular people that are playing. They don't yeah. look like Eddie Van Halen. It's like, it's accessible, isn't it? It's accessible. Yeah. yeah. You could see a path to, um, to hardcore especially sick of it all and stuff like that yeah you could see a path to that that, that i couldn't see to eddie van halen um so that was the way i learned and that was a scene i was a part of that i went through a season with and but all along through hardcore punk and 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 then even the loved ones like i hate the rules yeah, yeah. um in the same way that i hated the rules of of christianity when i was in that and so there's guys that I, i'm dear friends with that are staunch punk guys you know guys that you probably have in your record collection yeah, yeah that like i just can't i can't bear to talk about music with them without getting into an argument because i'm just like what this is music like yeah your punk rule can go fuck itself that's yeah, the idea of people punk. become so so sort of narrow-minded <laughs> yeah in, in it's insane oh my god it yeah. drives me crazy and and you know like one of my favorite songwriters is taylor swift and and like you got 50, 40, 50 year old men giving me a hard time about that. It's just a bit yeah. absurd. So anyway, I, I was the, the main beacon of light in the punk thing is Joe Strummer. He brought in everything and was open to everything, especially yeah. later in life. And I think like that's always the guiding force for me. 
And, um, you know, everyone goes through that phase where they're like, I'm into uh, Gorilla Biscuits and uh, Snapcase, and so I'm going to get rid of my whole Nirvana records. Yeah. And you're buying them back a couple of years later because you were so stupid. You realize that you, that, you know, some of those bands made okay music, I guess. Some of those hardcore bands. Yeah. But it's really more of a scene where there's no women and no booze. <laughs> yeah, sucks. yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult if you, if you feel the need to buy into the full life. Right. It's just yeah. cra- it just was crazy. And I remember, you know, I ended up working for Sick of It All and would always yeah. ask them these questions. And they would laugh and say, well, we agree. But they're sort of one of the only bands that maintained a, a long creative output. Yeah, it's well, still doing still doing well at the moment with. Uh, oh yeah. Some, with, yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 ultimately, that was sort of my path through it until yeah. I got you know in, into my thirties and was like, you know, I'm just gonna make the music that I like, and it, try to boil it down to the essence of a song, and deliver that as compellingly to an audience as I possibly can, and hope for the best. Yeah. Because I just, you know, the the scenes, are. I, it, it just is crazy. You know, it's just, feel, you know, I remember one of my sisters saying to me like, Hey, when we come see you play, this was before I went solo and before the loved ones. Okay. And so she went to, she saw this band, the curse that I was in or painted black, one of those bands. And she was like, you know, you know how you feel creepy at church? Cause people have this way of speaking and it's like this insular thing. She's yeah. like, that's how I feel at these punk shows. And right. I was like, Oh, right. She's like, you guys all talk about these esoteric records no one has heard of, no one cares about. And you talk about these lifestyle choices and stuff that you think are morally superior. She was like, it's the same thing. It's yeah, just yeah. you picked a different thing. And it was so insightful. And I was like, yeah, I got to get that. It's like a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're playing too fast. No one can understand it. There's no <laughs> women here. You know, like, yeah. what the hell? I've lost yeah. the plot. <laughs> I didn't get into this. extreme to the other, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, I didn't get into thing, music but... to be in minor threat. I got into music to be Eddie Van Halen. You know, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? So, yeah, I think there, <laughs> yeah. there was uh, some moments along the way where people really helped turn some lights on that otherwise would have left to a dim, me to a dim. Yeah. Uh, creative output and I think now I'm, I kind of feel enough freedom to do whatever I want and, but it does sort of develop into a home thing you know now I yeah, have you kind of got a sound and you develop yeah. into that but it's not you're not restricted you kind of no. you're creating the rules on this so. right and I'm sort of more trying to follow in the realm of you know guys that and, and women that have made you know Taylor Swift can make any kind of record she wants yeah and Bruce Springsteen can make any kind of record he wants and uh you know, Neil Young has always been that way, and and Tom Petty was that way. Sure, they had they developed the sound, but mm. if you really think about how they were shining the songs through those prisms, it's pretty different at points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like like we said, it's 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 their sound. It doesn't mean that they're completely bound to it. They right, can right. they can they can rewrite those rules and yeah. just go. You know what? This is my sound now. Sure, and you're still gonna. Be, Tom Petty could do anything. You still recognize that it was a Tom Petty song. That's right. So, and yeah. then we've just seen that even with Pearl Jam. They just put out a new song. And yeah. It's like, you know, Talking Heads or Devo or something. And it's so cool to me that that's what you want. You want freedom. You're not. Yeah. I don't. I didn't get into this line of work to to like. Do want to write one song or something? Yeah. It just that seems so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, creative. I bet. I bet. And, and yeah, you want to be able to write a song. Go. No, that's not my song. It's like. Well, Fucking is. Yeah. I wrote it. It's my song. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. Yeah. It's it's there for me. So right. how how did you how did your parents sort of take it moving away from the church and not well. Um the 
I don't. I think that in the end, it's crazy. I have this theory now that um, Spider-Man and the X-Men are the biggest movies, and the Misfits can draw fifteen thousand people to a stadium, and Green Day is the biggest band in the world. Yeah, and humanism as a theory has sort of like we're playing in churches that yeah. can't fill people with. The religious message, mm-hmm. but we can fill them with the with the rock and roll. There's, I have this sort of vindication to some degree where I'm like, I was right about a lot yeah. of the shit that I was fighting for, <laughs> and that, all that said, I don't know anything. All I knew was that um, a lot of that stuff didn't seem fair or real or true. It felt like ways to control people, yeah. and that's what frustrated me about it. So. Um, they took it hard. Uh, they were supportive of me as a person, you know, and, and, and me as a musician, as I, especially as things calmed down. The slower the songs got and the more yeah, deliberate, the more singing went into it and the less <laughs> screaming, the more they liked it. But, um, yeah, that was hard. And, and I think now, as an older guy with my dad being, you know, about to retire, like, we have more in common than we don't, which is great. That's nice. You know, and... um it's a that can take some time, especially when you have like really firmly held beliefs the mm. way he he does. Um, but I respect them, and I I sort of get where he's coming from. I think it's a similar energy that he's chasing, you know, to what I'm chasing. It's just I don't necessarily think it all shook down the way that yeah it's taught, you know, and that, and that's fine. It could just be a generational thing. That's at least you can have those conversations. Like, yeah, we can. That's, that's the most important thing, really. Yeah, he's it? a really open guy too. I mean, life has humbled him. We we he lost his his wife, my mom, um, about fifteen years ago, and I think it you know that changes your perspective. And um, yeah, we're we're pretty close now. We took him on tour last year. Oh, nice. And he was like so into <laughs> it. Yeah, he was, I've never been on a tour bus, and you know, so he. There's been um, that was hard for a while, and and it's not there anymore. Yeah, you know, we just we sort of see things differently, but not that differently. Cool. And does it? I, I guess it probably helps with Tim being in the band as well. Well, yeah, yeah. All of his his sons are in 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 the same operation, yeah, yeah. in the same line of work. Um, I think that's good for him. I mean, I think that's like you know he worked his whole life. Um, at the same company he's about to retire from it and he had ambitions and dreams of of playing music and raised the family instead you know yeah the classic working class um neighborhood and life and five kids and you know so to see his sons do what he you know one of his dreams yeah, yeah. And, and have it work you know he came over and saw like at that point our biggest london show and all these big shows in germany that we had so he was pumped um and, you know, all my sisters have had kids. I just had twins last year. Yeah, so, yeah, same. So he's, my dad's having a good go these last couple of years. Awesome. That's, that's, oh, that's brilliant to hear. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, so in terms of how you've developed throughout the years, you've kind of touched on the, the kind of musical progression, I guess, that, that you've had. Um, and one of the things, that, well, the way that I sort of discovered you was... Um, as I discover a lot of bands, it turns out in in my later years with the internet and yeah. YouTube, mm-hmm. and I uh, saw a video of the revival tour, right? Which I saw a video of, and it was it was a UK show, which I missed by about six months, and I oh. it, it, it's literally I, I've never been so gutted about missing a, a tour oh, ever, um, and that looked that looked like so much fun. Yeah, that tour was crazy. Um, the loved ones had put out two records and we took Gaslight Anthem on tour and yeah. they just 
on you know, right after we took them out. Really, yeah, they did all right. They did they all right as far as I the top. And uh, <laughs> so, just a few years later, I had put out a solo record, and Brian was really popular, and um, Chuck had supported him. So Chuck's thing was going, and he had put out a couple records. Dan's in Al- Alpha yeah. Trio, so. It just was like lightning in a bottle, that tour. It wasn't that many shows. It was probably no. like two and a half weeks. Um, and we were, I didn't know if I would, I thought it could just be like a tour. I didn't know that. I thought I'd go back to my band and, yeah, yeah. you know, like business as usual. And every guy on that tour, Dan, Chuck, and Brian, at different points pulled me aside and was like, don't go back to the band. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean? They were like, this is working. Yeah, people are discovering you for the first time. You're unencumbered. You have your guitar. Like you can actually make a living at this. Probably like go, go, go. Yeah. And they all were sort of saying it as if it was a secret that they had developed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and like not wanting to. You don't want to rock the boat, know, I guess. Right, right. Ones. I guess I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but but it was advice well taken, and the band had sort of run its course, or it seemed to have at the time. Yeah. And. But I didn't know all that at the time. I just was like, well, I get to play on this tour, and there's like a lot of people here. I just put out my first record. Yeah. I'm going to give it hell. And um, it looked like everybody was having the best time, genuinely. We Crowd, were, yeah. everybody that's yeah, on stage. Yeah, everyone looks back at that with great excitement. And, and, and it really wasn't as big as it seemed. You know, like I think of it in my memory as a, oh, everything was sold out. And, and mm. it wasn't. It wasn't like Shepherd's Bush was. <laughs> was big to me but i think in terms of like the numbers of the tour it didn't necessarily set any records it just was a special thing which makes it even cooler yeah it makes it like it's sad that you missed it by six months but it's also something that people are like oh my god i missed it it's like it's legendary now in my head in my head i just built this up i've built yeah yeah it's (laughs) tough we've been trying to resurrect it in different capacities and um we did a show Rival tour show last year in San Diego. Yeah. And it was great. It was really fun. But I do wonder if, like anything, when you kind of go back, if it, like, too much time has passed or things are too different now. I'm just going to say it hasn't. And I think you should definitely do it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm up for it. I, I would love to. But, you know, it, it, those other three guys are even busier than I am. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody's busy with their other jobs. You know, their various bands and yeah. you know, Dan's in a giant band, Chuck's in a giant band, Brian's solo thing is busy, my solo thing is busy. So like it would have to be the perfect storm and it w- I guess ten years would be two thousand twenty one. Maybe we can do it then, but I'm gonna take that that it's definitely happening and I'm very excited you can, about it. I don't know. I mean, if you can get the fishing rod out of Chuck's hands long enough to get him <laughs> over here to do it, then true, my hat true. would go off to you. But yeah. He's, uh, he loves, he's, you know, he's successful with that and, yeah. and busy with that. So I, I don't know. I, I, I always tr- just try to tell people like, ask Chuck, I'm ready. Yeah. I, so he's, the, he's the man that, that holds the key to this. To some degree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think if any of those, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Cool. Cool. <laughs> but I'll I'm, say I'll, uh, I'm definitely down. <laughs> i say I'll make some calls. I'll send some very far-fetched emails. Yeah. <laughs> see what we can do. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, you've you've had kids. How how has kind of touring life changed with that? You, I mean, twins is sounds like the busiest time to me. I've got two kids, but there's, there's like four years between them. So yeah. one basically looks after the other. It's, um, I mean, it's just sort of. 
upside down world now. You know, yeah. like in, I used to, oh, I can't wait to get back on the road. And now it's like, I can't wait to go home. Mm. And so I'm trying to balance those two opposing ideas, you know, that are, but that's good to want to be out on the road when you're home and want, like, have compelling enough work that you want to go do it yeah. instead of the drudgery of a job that often comes to people. Um, and then when I'm out here, like, you know, I would love to go home and see my wife before the kids, but now it's just, we have this amazing treasure, you know, like this is our great blessing. Yeah. You know, this is the greatest thing. And, and they're 13 months as of yesterday. So they're into everything and really funny and loving and it's just terrific. It's, it's, I can't. I can't even, you, you know how it is. Yeah. Man. Like, I mean, you, you either know or you don't. And, uh, it's hard work, but I mean, everything that is good in my life that's ever come is, is not without hard work. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been the greatest yeah. for sure. It's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you hear all those cliches before you have kids and then you, you kind of get it when you do have kids. Yeah. Both. I think so. I mean, yeah. I think you can lead a perfectly compelling life without them. Absolutely. Um, but, for me, now having pulled back the curtain and gone into it's like the Matrix, you know. Yeah. I took I took the the, the, pill, took the pill, and now oh, I get it, I get <laughs> it. And if you don't take the pill, that's okay. You, know, yeah. you can still um, go to lots of museums and travel to anywhere. Island, you can literally just get up and do anything <laughs> you can at, at the drop of a hat. Anything <laughs> you want. You can waste all day if you want, yeah. and then go to the movies. And so there's a little bit of that, that that is missed, but I wouldn't trade one film or one day at the beach for for my time with my my little my little fellas. So cool. And you've you sort of I mean you're quite prolific on Twitter and, and social media and stuff in in terms of kind of sharing little moments. Um, and uh, you've seemed to have a real connection with with your fans, and that it's made you quite accessible to them. In that they, they you do seem to have conversations with people and, and real connection with your fans via that way i try to i mean i don't know how to feel about social media to be perfectly honest with you i mean i feel like uh, jim james from my morning jacket said it best that the species went on one date with the internet and decided to get married <laughs> and now we're yeah going like oh shit um and i think in, in particular social media is that way i don't it's warping our brains for sure. It definitely feels like Narcissa often, you know, looking into the pool. Yeah. So there's all these negatives about it, but connection with the fans is cool. And with so much of the music industry, the old machinations kind of breaking down, I can at least tell people if I'm coming to their town. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, Hey, you know, and, and, you know, I've got my brother and, and oftentimes a whole band, sometimes, you know, with like it's it's an it's an endeavor it's something that costs money and it's mm. we try to keep it lean but it you know it's costly so knowing that you can say hey we're coming to x place and repeatedly remind people yeah and be you know it's kind of like you're not the you're the promoter now. Yeah, it, it adds. Yeah, I mean, it adds a lot of work onto you, I guess. <laughs> that that yeah, probably wouldn't have been there before, but it's know, personal. No, nothing in a way. Nothing good ever comes without hard work. I just don't. I don't really love that part of it, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think, unfortunately, I'm from, an, like, I'm old enough now to know what it was like without it, mm. and so with it, I feel a little 
exposed often and feel a little like um do you remember Don King the the boxing promoter yeah, yeah. like I feel like I'm that often <laughs> <laughs> you know like like I'm the, you know yeah, the yeah. carnival's coming you know <laughs> and it, I I would prefer not to but and and make it a little bit just more about the quips and the ideas but you know I guess we're trying to sell tickets here so I, yeah there's a living to be had at yeah, the end of the day isn't it's, it? it's difficult but I I see what's good about it I I guess and I think um it makes it easier to live far away from all of my friends and family, you know, because you can, if they're posting, you can kind of yeah. see their, you know, your nephews and nieces. Yeah, and yeah, that bridges that gap a bit. It does, yeah. And so we'll see. We'll see. Just, uh, I noticed, you know, you through when, when you had your twins and such and uh, the, some of the stuff that you've, that you've kind of experienced with them and you've kind of reached out to people. I noticed there was a post about uh, people with twins can get free tickets. <laughs> and that, that seemed to go down really, really well. And maybe it was well, a bit more uptake than you expected on yeah, that. Yeah, my pediatrician <laughs> when I was a kid, like the, my doctor, is was, you know, is a dear friend of my dad's and she's retired now and she's on social media and she said, you realize that one in every 30 births is the yeah. twin birth, right? And I was like, oh, shit. There's all um, the tickets gone. <laughs> <laughs> but not that many people have taken me up on it. And I think, I mean, which I'm, 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 I won't well, I'm good to my word. But yeah, yeah. I do think it was more of a gesture of, hey, uh, especially the moms out there that are, you know, so, so much of the first year and, is is on the mom mm. yeah and and then just generally speaking men are such a overall disappointment you know <laughs> there's so many are just bad yeah being dads or parents or negligent and and so i was more trying to just say hey if you need a night out i know how much the babysitter costs yeah the tickets are on me just come enjoy the show but yeah, surprisingly, a lot of people did hit me up, and I'm happy to I'm happy to make good on it. But I just didn't realize there were that many people. With twins. Yeah, the maths of it. Yeah, right, 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 exactly. exactly. <laughs> so far, so good, though. Good, good. Yeah, it, it, like I say, it, it's from from an outsider, it kind of look. Oh, that's there's a real nice connection there, like an understanding yeah. of you know what yeah. we're all we all go through this, and if there's something I can do to make you know your week a little brighter, it, exactly. with, with, with what that I can. Was the intention, and yeah. I also think that. Um, you know, when you're when you have twins, it can be lonely because, it, I mean, it's just so crazy. It's just so like, and it's so you'll have friends that have kids and you'll talk about it, and there's a point in every conversation where they go, "Oh yeah, but I mean, you guys have two. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, when you're like, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like someone reminding you that, you know, oh, but. But there's two of them. Well, well I mean, <laughs> right. It, you, you just go like, oh, yeah, my life is more difficult. But, yeah. but, but that's okay. I mean, it's also more blessed. Yeah. You know, like and it's all you've known two. in terms well, of having true. kids. That's, so. that's sort of my reply is, uh, you know, when they say, well, what's it like to have kids or twins? I'm like, well, what's it like to not? Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. So it's, it's kind of the only... It's the only kid having I know uh, <laughs> at this point. So it just... It's wild and and really fun. Yeah. Well, congratulations. And Thanks, that's, man. that's awesome. Um, so before we wrap up, then just a couple of other things. I won't keep you too much longer. Sure. Um, so the uh, in, in terms of having having Tim in the band. So I I'd heard I'd seen videos of you, and then the first time I saw you live, I think you you in fact yeah you were supporting Brian. 
um, oh, yeah. at, at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great show, and and your brother being there, he just that there's not been many bands or that I've spoken to but you can see immediately that the the connection between you two is great yeah um, kind of how did how did that kind of well, start because it seems touring, too obvious that he's just there and happens to be also a great musician well yeah i was touring on the second record and wanting to expand the sound and have a little bit more going on and doing that on a budget's tough you know mm. like all the people i know are at that at that point are in their 30s and they've been playing music for a while and they expect a certain rate and I yeah. couldn't pay that rate. You know, I was like struggling to, to meet those kinds of needs. And I kind of felt like, Oh man, I need an intern or, <laughs> you know, someone who can yeah. just kind of help bolster this. And Tim was in temple university and kind of not sure what he wanted to do. He was taking some courses. And he, co- he was going through that phase in college where you're like, is this a bunch of bullshit? Yeah. And I wish he had finished, but either way, um, He's had ample opportunity to finish. It's not my fault. But (laughs) I said, hey, (laughs) why don't you jump on tour? And, you know, I'm going on a tour that is 60 days long. It it leaves in January and is back in April. We go all over North America. You'll see every city. You'll see most of Canada. It's in the winter and the spring. And you will definitely know by the end of this if you like touring. And the first week he was like, this is madness. Like, I got to get the hell out of here. And I I thought he'd go home. But by the end, he loved it. Yeah. We, uh, you know, he just grew so much. And I, I kind of was like, look, you've got to load all the gear and you've got to pack all the gear up. And if you don't know a song, you're not playing on it. You know, he kind of yeah, came yeah. in cocky at first. And I was like, nope, <laughs> you're not ready. And uh, and then he sort of buckled down and was like, oh, my God, I, I see how I'm not ready for this song. I see what's going on. Mm. And then developed and got after it. And he's leveled up at different points over the course of the last seven years to where, like, he can play the guitar better than I can. And, you know, he's a better piano player than I am. And, you know, ultimately, that stitched together into this musical connection that closed the gap of 15 years between us. And he started to write on the third record and helping me finish songs that I was stuck on or inserting lines or even choruses and stuff. And then, so by the time we got to kick... I was like, let's just write it together. Split the publishing. Yeah. It's a family business anyway. In so it's kind of the way it's happened. I mean, we'll see what I've I've sort of said to him, like, do you do we need to rebrand this? You know, make it more like Oasis or the Abbott Brothers <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And he's like, No, everything's cool. You know, like just just be fair and you you're you know, we've developed it under my name yeah. over the course you know, so there's a little bit of a strange thing there we'll see how that all shakes out but ultimately he's like look life's good we're doing well people are starting to take notice like let's let's keep going let's not change it just for like ego reasons or something so we'll see nice um but it's a great thing to have him with me especially now that i have kids like so to have your right hand person be that close to your children and love them and not feel like they're getting in the way of his ability yeah. to earn or any, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just is That's like, it's a family. So I think uh, it's great. It's terrific to play with him and, and it's been like one of the great blessings of my life to, to have that not only work, but work so well and, and turn into this like musical partnership. Yeah. And it genuinely has, uh, you know, yeah. as an audience member, it's, it's, it's great to watch. Oh, it's thanks, great to yeah. hear your voices sound awesome together. We have um, blood harmony. That's yeah, a, that's a yeah. thing, you know, that's, nice. that's a thing dating back into, you know, into 
country music and blood harmonies. We've had people that play with us, you know, when I've said, hey, you're flat or you're sharp. They're mm. like, you guys are brothers. It's <laughs> not Cut me some slack. Yeah, again. I was, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got you. You're right. Slack given. <laughs> Let's try it again. <laughs> but um, I'm like, you know, you got to sing it like Tim. And they're like, you have the same parents. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't like, compete with right. jeans. Like, okay, okay, right, right, right. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty special. And, you know, definitely not something I take for granted. No, uh, yeah, like I say, it's, it's awesome, and long may it continue, man. Yeah, as, right uh, on. Agreed. Looking forward to you know how it develops, the new stuff that comes out in in whatever form. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? I might be his guitar player someday. I have no idea. Like, I think in that sense, like I'm kind of open to all outcomes, and and the more you let go, the more the process kind of guides you where yeah. you, where you need to be. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we're about to start writing the next record. Probably sooner than I had thought. I was trying to delay it. I was trying to get away with murder. You know, like let's tour for a whole year. We can tour it for longer. Write any songs? Yeah. Because for me, as much as I love writing songs, it's it's like exercising. If you you know when you first get back to it. Yeah. If you if you've stopped, which I did, I, I just said, you know what, we got that record done. We have tons of touring to do, and I have twins. I can't obsess about songs yeah. all day and rob my kids of any more time. The downside of that is like some of those muscles have probably atrophied. So there's going to be a hard couple months where yeah, I'm like yeah. writing get back shitty songs, you know, <laughs> or just stuff that I can't wrap my head around. Hopefully, I think Tim has continued. So at least one of us is yeah. is not going to be like can give you a kickstart. Yeah. Flabbily getting onto the, the <laughs> treadmill, so to speak. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Dave. It's much thank appreciated. You. Thanks for your time. Yeah, and, uh, thanks for having me on, and, and thanks for being willing to wait. I know that we soundtrack took longer than I had hoped, so oh, thanks cool. for being patient. It's all good with me, man. Thank you very right much. Yeah, Have cheers. a great show. I look forward to seeing you. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers, man. Right on. So there it is. That is the delightful Mr. Dave Hawes. I hope that was suitably entertaining and interesting. It was great fun to chat to Dave, and he was incredibly generous with his time and went on to play a great show, as as would be expected. Uh, if you're looking for, as I said, for, for some of Dave's music, and then I've added tracks of his and some Revival Tour tracks to the WIY podcast playlist on Spotify. Give those a listen and give the playlist a follow for regular editions. There's tracks from all of my musical guests on there. Um, but please, if if you like their music, please go show the artists some support. Get some of their merch, um, CDs, vinyls, T-shirts, whatever you can. Um, quite often at the moment, every month, I think every month, on a Friday, one Friday during each month, um, Bandcamp seemed to be waiving all of their fees so 100% of the money that you pay goes to the artists so look out for those um obviously a lot of the artists will be will be promoting that as well um so yeah check that out show them some support um if you can in in these current times so that's all from me today um i hope you have a great rest of your day enjoy whatever you're doing and uh, thanks very much for listening and good night <laughs>